0: April 27, 2021, as the Kansas legislative session was coming to a close, we interviewed Representative Barbara Wasinger from Hayes on the Value Them Both constitutional amendment that voters will be voting on in August of 2022. We also interviewed her on fairness in women's sports and other issues. Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host George Toman conducted the interview.
1: I am very honored to have our next guest. We have Representative Barbara Wassinger, who's the representative of the 111th District of the the Kansas State House. 111th District covers an area of Ellis County, which includes the cities of Hayes, Victoria and Munzer. Representative Wassinger is a wife, mother and grandmother with a community service record too long to list, (laughs) but nonetheless very extensive. I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere for anyone interested if you don't know her. As state representative, Representative Wassinger serves on the committees of of the higher education budget, Joint Committee on Administrative Rules and Regulations, Financial Institutions and Pensions, and Taxation. taxation. Representative Wassinger, thank you for coming on the air this morning with us. I'm
2: so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Can you give us a short history of what has become known as the Value Them Both Amendment?
2: Sure. Um, Up until, well, we all know about Roe versus Wade. 1973, and then uh, in 2015, the legislature passed a law against the dismemberment abortion. And in 2019, uh, there was a lawsuit, Um, Hodes and Nauser versus Derek Schmidt, two physicians who decided that they, apparently they um, were OBGYNs, I'm assuming, and I'm speaking out of turn because I'm not sure whether they are or not, I'm pretty sure they're doctors. But they sued the um, lieutenant governor and said that the Constitution gave the right for uh, unlimited abortion in the state of Kansas. And the Supreme Court found that they were right. I think wrongly found that they were right, but they agreed with them. So that's basically the impetus for value them both. And for the first time in a long time, and maybe the first time ever, Kansas Catholic Conference, Kansans for Life, and Family Policy Alliance came together. And it just shows you when different organizations come together and, and they're, they're all praying together, when two or more are praying, uh, they came up with Value Them Both, which is going has also gone through the United States. And so it was first introduced uh, into the House and Senate in 2020. Uh, it did not pass at that point. And there were 70 Republicans in the House that voted for it, and the rest did not voted against it. So I, I actually um, printed this because I wanted to make sure I remembered. Apparently, Kansans were very unhappy about—let's see where I have it— almost all the legislators who voted against value them both lost in their primary to conservative Republicans after that 2020
1: The people definitely spoke up there in that sense.
2: Oh, they did. Absolutely. So when we got back to um, session this year, we immediately went into value them both. One of the first votes we did uh, the uh, second week of uh, session was value them both. And it got 86, our supermajority. Every Republican voted for it. It passed the Senate. With that supermajority, it put the constitutional amendment on the ballot which will come to a vote August of 2022 on the primary.
1: Give us a little bit in terms of the process of, of where, where we're at with the amendments. Is there anything else you want to add for the listening audience in terms of where we're at with the value of them both amendment and um, before we kind of go on to the question of what will this do to help Kansas overall?
2: Well, the important thing is, is to stay in touch with um, the senators and the representatives who did not vote for value them both and make sure that they start to, to display their faith on the floor. Everyone thinks that you should be there's a separation of church and state. it does not mean that how you feel about your faith is not part of the state. And I made that pretty clear when I ran the first time that this this I, I felt for a long time God wanted me there for value them both and I know you were, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. For uh, fairness in women's sports, but I, I know that that's why, why I was sent there to to vote the right way, to vote my conscience and my moral character. So I believe the the battle now is to make sure that all of uh, all of the pro life people get out and vote in that August twenty second election, and make sure that we pass that constitutional amendment. And I have the verbiage of it. It says. It would be added to the Bill of Rights as a section 22. Because Kansas value both women and children, the Constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding of abortion and does not create or secure a right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people, through their elected state representatives and state senators, may pass laws regarding abortion, including but not limited to and circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or when necessary to save the life of the mother. So there's a lot to do between now and August 22nd. We need to, uh, there's, and it's coming up in another election in 22, and it's a big election. It's the governor's race, it's a lot of things. We just need to make sure that we elect people who represent us the way we feel.
1: Yes, let our let our democracy and our republic go to work as it as, as yes. it is. Absolutely. Yes. And so To my next question here, just to help the listening audience, for those who may not know, we already got a pretty good detail from you about the value of both amendments. But in terms of the value in terms of the amendment and for the state of Kansas, you already mentioned the plain text about what it says and everything. <clears throat> but tell me a little bit more about what it's going to do for the state and some of your predicted outcomes that will happen if the people vote in August 2022, that this should be part of, of how we do business.
2: Well, we've already seen an increase of out of state young women coming to the, the state of Kansas for abortions. And we are, our, our law right now is similar to the state of New York. You can abort a child up until the, the date of birth. So it's infanticide. Sorry, nobody likes that word. But it's true. Uh, so we have absolutely n- no restrictions. But what it also means to women that do believe in abortion, that also gets rid of any licensing issues that we need to take care of with abortion clinics. Prior to this bill, which we're trying to get, you know, they, when Hodes and Nauser changed everything, there were checks for cleanliness. Before, and prior to that, years ago, you found that there were abortion clinics that were sterilizing their, their equipment in dishwashers, that were doing things in back offices that weren't medical facilities, and women were losing their lives. So this brings it back to the way it was before Hodes and Nauser, so. Gotcha. That's a very good thing.
1: Very, it's a very good thing, it's a very good thing. You already mentioned when the statewide vote's gonna take place, so. You already mentioned a little bit about how we can grow support for the amendment. I want to bring that right to the forefront though explicitly. Okay. So what are some practical ways that our listening audience, especially those who, and I hope I hope everyone who's listening is either really passionate about it or at least is willing to at least listen to maybe consider, you know, an alternative if you, if you think differently. Right. How can the people grow support for this amendment? What are some practical ways that your average person who may think, genuinely speaking, I don't have any power over this political system. What can what can they do? What, what would be your recommendations? Okay,
2: well, first them? of all, I, I wanna remind you, now this last election went a little bit better, <laughs> uh, winning in a, in a greater amount, but that first election I won by 35 votes. So I can't underscore enough every vote counts. Every single vote counts. I can tell you because I went through a a month and a half with trying to figure out whether or not they were going to let me serve. Secondly, it is important that we talk about this. We talk to our friends. We talk to our church members. We talk to the people that we, we have conversations with about how important it is for the safety of women and to not have The unlimited abortion that is now allowed in the state of Kansas. So, they every single person. If you can talk to five people, you've got five more votes. If you can talk to your PEO or whatever organization you're going to and express what you're thinking, you 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 can be a conduit of that information for those organizations. And so, those are the things as a as you know, sitting having coffee with people. You can change. You can make sure people vote for it. You can make sure that people are aware of it, and you have a far more. I mean, when I think about those thirty-five votes, that would be like seven people talking to five people. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that, that makes a difference. That makes Absolutely. a huge difference. Absolutely. So uh, Absolutely. that's what I say: is is we just we need to be talking about it. We need to be encouraging people. We need people to understand how serious this is, and that we need their help.
1: And to add on to that, for our listening audience, again, the, the 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 big piece here is we have a duty as a baptized Christian, particularly if you are to the Catholic persuasion, to participate in these acts, mm-hmm. especially when we have the opportunity to do so. Because other places, unfortunately, don't have that same kind of kind of thing, you know, whether you have being a totalitarian state. We have the ability to participate in these processes. And so just like you said, Representative Wassinger, the, the beauty is, and I call it kind of the ripple effect. So if I try to reach out to two people right. and then just and then just think of it in this sense, those two will then reach another two. So I reach out to two people through social media, maybe right. through a phone call, even just your own family, which is kind of a big deal because, again, if families are united, trust me, we'd be in a different state, right? That's right. Two becomes four. Four becomes 16. <clears throat> 16 becomes... You get what I mean? It just keeps going. Correct. And the more, and it doesn't take a lot for someone to sit down and just, especially if, if they respect you, love you, et cetera, you just say, look, I think this is a big deal and why. And we're it's important
2: refer- to me. Absolutely. And I would like to explain why it's important to me.
1: Absolutely. People, and this even goes back to the science of decision making, not to get too technical here, but people will. Follow why you do something more than how and what you do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can go mm-hmm. through. So this is something that, again, going into our our kind of the political realm here, you know, we I'm not the biggest fan personally of just like, we'll go to this website and read mm-hmm. and then just like dodging the question because. I mean, again, who sits down and reads legislative work all, you know, like all the time? We know there, that's there, are,
2: there are a few yeah. junkies that do that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> unless unless you're a lawyer who that's that's your duty or you're trying or you're an advocate who this is really part of what you do. You're right. probably not going to read the hard text and then be able to draw conclusions. You're going to trust people that, you know, Yeah. you're going to trust trusted um, sources. Mm-hmm. And again, trust is what usually binds the action at the end of the day. So if you tell those people why you're doing what you're doing, why you're voting this way, why that you feel so strongly about it, mm-hmm. that usually is the tipping point. It is. That helps. And that's all you have. You don't have to go through all the details of the legislation. You don't have to know everything. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You you know the essentials as to what this is ultimately going to produce. And I know that all of us have that capacity to at least share enough. We do. And that is literally enough to change the tide and the trap that we can get into is, well. It does my vote really count? Oh my yes, gosh! Yes, yes, it, it
0: does. does.
2: Just ask me. A- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: it does. And so, again, folks, really, real, real important and and again, hope that you're taking something away here because this is this is real good. Switching gears a little bit, Reps- mm-hmm. Representative Wassinger.
2: Barb, it's I'll just call Barb. You Bar- Okay, yeah, I'll call it's you Okay,
1: yeah. okay. I'll do. A, I'll <clears> go that <throat> way there. Can you give us a summary of what the Protecting Women's Sports Act is and where it is currently in the process of becoming law?
2: Fairness in Women's Sports is what the, the, the uh, bill is called. Um, I was fortunate enough to run it, uh, carry it on the House floor and my um, good friend, Senator Renee Erickson, ran it on the uh, Senate floor it turned out it started with a few different numbers but this bill um was an act, it was considered an act concerning relate um education relating to student athletes ensuring that participation on women in women's sports were against biological women it had nothing to do with saying we don't love all people whether you're transgender or homosexual that's not there's there's nothing in that bill that says this there's just uh, an inherent physiological and biological difference between men and women. No matter what you do, no matter how you change your body or you change your your hormones, when men have longer and denser bones, men have larger lung capacity, larger hearts, their their cardiovascular system is so strong, they have uh, greater musculature there's no way to change. You can take um, female hormones and decrease your muscle capacity. But once you start lifting weights and exercising again, you can build that back up. But what, you, what it comes down to is we are God made us men and women, made us different. And in Connecticut, for example, two men, transgendered women, <clears throat> broke school records that nine girls had done in 15 different areas. Because even the, Venus Williams and Serena Williams played tennis and thought they, they were, they're the best women probably in the whole world. They played against the 200th ranked men and both lost to them. The U.S. ladies uh, soccer team, Olympic team, lost to a 16 and under boys soccer team because they just have those abilities. So we want to make sure that we create and save Title IX. Title IX was back in 1973. It, it forced school districts and and schools to provide sports for women as well as men. And I was in school when they I, I could play field hockey or I could be a cheerleader. And now girls can be in track. They can be in swimming. They, they can be in tennis. I mean, all sorts of things. And, and if, we, if we don't pass this because of the changes in Kaysha rules and at the NCAA, we will see that girls will not be able to play.
1: Thank you. There, <clears throat> thank you there for that. If someone wanted to get more information just on their own, where would you recommend that they, they go to?
2: I'll tell you what, um, just send me an email. I can, I can get, or you know, let me know and if you want me to call you and I can give you some more information and I can tell you where to go. It's barb.wasinger at house.ks.gov.
1: There we go. Reach out to your representative, folks. You'll be able <laughs> to get the information and get more if, that, if that's something and i um, very happy that you're taking, taking that on there, you know. Um,
2: well, but, I, went to the, I went to the speaker after, uh, while we were working on value them both and I said, this is great as soon as we get this passed, we have to do fairness in women's sports. And it was a little bit of a battle, uphill battle, for a while, um, almost didn't carry it, but in, in the end got to carry it on the floor. And I was, I was very I f- I was very grateful that God gave me that chance to do that. And the, the other side, let's just say the other side, talked about you know how many people are gonna hate you and, and tell you you did horrible things. And I said, I'm not worried about that because God sent me here to do a job and this is what I'm going to do. In fact, when I first got elected, I went to a coffee and a a woman asked, one of the questions was, since you didn't win by very many votes, shouldn't you vote more moderately to to represent the rest of your, your constituents? And I said, no, because I've always been very clear about how I feel, how I was gonna vote, and I've stuck to that. So it's, you know what, God puts you in places where he needs you. And if he needs me somewhere else, that's okay, too, because I can do that, too. So
1: That's right.
0: We need to take a short break right now, but please note that the fairness in women's sports passed both the House and the Senate but was vetoed by Governor Kelly. In a recent update, Representative Wassinger said they will be trying this legislation in the 2022 session. Now, don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Representative Barbara Wassinger. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Value Them Both and Other Kansas Legislative Issues. With Representative Barbara Wassinger. George Toman conducts the interview.
1: Give us an overview on what committees you were on that and what they accomplished during during the session.
0: Okay,
2: but I would like to say one more thing about fairness in women's sports. One of the reasons we didn't have to worry about the governor with value them both is we had all 86 Republicans vote for value them both. That's veto proof. Now we're gonna go back next week, um, which what we call is veto session. And we're gonna bring up fairness in women's sports because the governor vetoed it. So I I highly recommend getting in touch with those 10 Republicans and any other Democrats that you know, telling them how crucial it is to vote for it because we need those votes um, in order to override the governor's veto. For that, some gun legislation, some tax legislation, there are a lot of things that uh, we're gonna have to work on when we get back to veto sessions. so please, Contact all those people. Tell them we need you know no not angrily, but contact them and tell them how much we need them and their vote to um, save women's sports. So
0: yes,
1: let let them know. Yes, okay, absolutely.
2: One of the things that we did in tax committee was we have something called rolling conformity with the federal government, which means we follow what the federal government does automatically. Doesn't have to change anything in our in on our statutes. Well, when President Trump changed the um, the tax code and had it so that we could we could deduct more money as married couples, singles, he raised those standard deductions. If you take that standard deduction deduction for the state of uh, the federal government, you have to do that in the state of Kansas. And then you can't itemize your taxes. So that's a very big deal. One of the issues that that keeps coming up is the state of Kansas has no auditing capabilities. None. They have never audited anyone. What they've done is allowed the federal government to, to find people who itemized incorrectly. So... That seems to be their biggest stumbling block in that they say, oh, well, we'll have to hire so many people. But what we're doing is unless you have huge, huge medical bills that you can make sense to deduct, people are not doing it. And so it ended up being a tax increase for a lot of people. And the and Governor Kelly kept it all as opposed to allowing Kansans to do what they need to with, within their tax uh, brackets. So that's that's one of the big things. Another thing we talked about was um, requiring marketplace facilitators, those third parties online who have not been charging tax on items that they sell for the state of Kansas. It, it They have not been taxed because we haven't addressed that part of the tax code. So it's a, a deficit to our downtown community because they have to they have to tax us on 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 different things. So if you see something in store and you go home and you find it on online, and I want to say places like Etsy and all those um, Pinterest things like that, you don't pay tax on it. So we wanted to try to even the playing field, not make it more difficult for our 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 local uh, vendors here in town. Let's see. We also, and I'm I'm not sure whether the the governor has addressed Senate Bill 13, but that removes the tax lid on counties. A few years ago, I want to say three or four years ago, the they thought by placing a tax lid on counties that it would allow more property tax relief, which has not happened. So this time, uh, this bill says you have to. Get that information out to all your taxpayers before you can raise raise ta- the mill levy or the ta- or taxes. So that's you can't do it without in secret. You know. It's, so now we tried that. I'm not sure about what the the, um, the governor did with that. We enacted the first time home buyers savings account, where the maximum contribution for a single person is three thousand, six thousand for um, married couples and they can contribute $24,000 to an individual or $48,000 to a married couple to help with like escrowing money to buy a house. So we think that that's a pretty good deal. They would um, origin then later recapture those funds when it cuz they'd have to add it to their gross income once they they put it back in, you know, but it's a tax break for people to put things in escrow basically for their children or family members that are, are struggling to um, find a home, buy a home, that kind of stuff. So that's that's pretty exciting. We also did a lot of things in regards to COVID-19 when the governor turned closed down every business in the state and unconstitutionally, in my mind, closed down churches. Thank God we got back to that. At number one, we're trying to do some tax relief for these businesses that are not op- we're not open and we're not operating then we just passed on the floor through the commerce committee which I'm not on is that we are forcing the D- department of labor in the state of Kansas to pay for the over 600 million dollars of the billion dollars we had in our unemployment fund they have to upgrade their computers, forcing them to spend that money on computers, forcing them to upgrade everything so that something like this doesn't happen again. Because the biggest problem I can tell you with any representative or legislator has been trying to help people with unemployment. Uh, Now it's it's gotten down closer to five to 10 a day emails, but I get 50 or 60 emails every day throughout the session, just on the Department of Labor. So we're working to make sure that small businesses and businesses will not have to raise their unemployment taxes to pay for their employees and and, uh, take the responsibility back on the state of Kansas because it squarely lands on the Department of Labor and the governor for not doing anything for the longest time because Leadership in all the meetings that I listened to said, you know, Governor Kelly, you need to pay attention to the fact that we think there's going to be a lot of fraud. There's going to be a lot of other things, and that's exactly what happened. And she did not halt things until this year in, at the beginning of February because we had passed a law asking, passed a statute asking her to get some answers. It was I think it was 2195 and 2196, the bills were so. That's in tax,
0: sure.
2: that's my biggest committee. Um, joint rules and regulations, I'm the chair of, and that is uh, a body that is, as senators and re- representatives, and we go over all the rules and regulations that, that the, the legislature has forced different organizations to come up with. Board of Healing Arts, Board of Nursing, Board of Barbering, Board of you know, the, everything. From A to Z, uh, Department of Agriculture, Wildlife and Parks. So it's it encompasses a great deal of things throughout the state, and it's it's a very interesting committee. And what I'm working on in that committee is there's no power for the joint rules and regulations to do anything. So uh, an example would be the Department of Agriculture noxious weeds came up wanted to pass, put in their rules and regulations that every single county in the state had to hire their own individual noxious weed director. Now, clearly these are people that live in urban areas because they don't understand that we have small counties throughout western Kansas and rural Kansas and 102 out of the 105 counties in, in Kansas are considered rural. All right. <laughs> we're the ones that feed you, FYI. That's right. Um, we provide that steak on your plate and that bread on your table. Most of them, I mean, here in Ellis County, we're, fairly, we're fortunate that we have a larger population base, but so many of these counties are sharing one person for four counties. and And so we've been fighting to make sure that they don't have to take on new full-time employees when they don't even have the money for what they have now. So... Those are some of the things that have come up, um, even in joint rules and regs, and we need to get, we need to be able to tell them, no, you can't do that. That's outside your purview. You need to go back and start over. And those are the things that sneak through every once in a while. So that's (laughs) been that's been interesting. Oh, in fact, tomorrow um, there's going to be a press conference that this this bill came through financial institutions and now instead of pensions it's financial institutions and and rural development policy pensions went over to insurance the insurance committee which when you hear pensions capers anything else you know anything else like that it's the technology enabled fiduciary I'm sorry technology enabled financial institution Fiduciary financial institution TEFI T E F F I, it's a it's a large uh, bill. It's a brand new idea on the on banking, and it's for companies of of higher value, but not high enough to get those great big banks to give them financing. But this is over five million in that area. And I, I, I said this to the people that were bringing it to us. I said, let me, let me explain it to my colleague, and you tell me if I'm wrong. So the company is beneficent, and they, um, their owner and and founder, is originally from Heston, Kansas, and so he he came back and and bought a house or you know down there with his family and wanted to do something different. Beneficent, well, say you have a $5 million tool and die company, but you have no cash. You basically sell it to Beneficient, and they will give you the cash for it, but then Beneficient has to, in this legislation, donate 2.5% of any kind of monetary transaction in that area has to go to the local community foundation and they need to be in rural opportunity zones. Right now, seventy-three counties are rural opportunity zones, which gives you a little bit better financial backing from state and federal funds. Another bill is trying to expand that, where even Hayes would be part of the this Tefi legislation. Sure. So it, it's it's a huge financial wind for small areas that you think about 2.5% of $5 million and above, that's a good sum of money. And he knew that, for example, that Heston needed a new grocery store. And that money can go towards getting that started. So it's very exciting. They're gonna have the press release tomorrow. The governor did sign that, but it's brand new. There were some reservations by banking people, but everyone signed on. The, the, beneficient or the company that does this kind of business has to have an office within that community, within that rural opportunity zone. So you're talking about two more employees in your your county, two more, you know, one more business that's paying property tax and you're getting an infusion of cash within your community development fund. So it's really exciting.
1: Yeah, no, very, very, no, very. I that much
2: kind of. of goes into the weeds, but but I'm, It's, it's good details. Yeah, it's very exciting to see that coming forth. And we are the first state to do it. Nice. That, yeah, that's <laughs> very nice. And it's very similar to what the the change in banking laws is very similar to what happened to South Dakota when they took on all the credit card companies where they were processing all the credit card companies, and and if we hadn't passed it. They're Nevada, Delaware. Delaware is the home of incorporations because they changed their tax laws and they changed their their statutes to uh, accommodate those. Whether it's LLCs, you know, corporations, uh, LLPs, limited liability partnerships. If you were not in the start of that, will be left behind. So Del- Delaware and Nevada wanted them to do that, but this gentleman was from Heston. He wanted to help. He has a love for Kansas and came back and wanted to do that. So thanks to Representative Stephen Owens from Heston, who is the one that facilitated all of that. So it's, that's really an exciting new thing coming. And it's it's flown under the radar. So
1: Sure. No, no, I'm glad you shared because um, even though, yeah, we are getting maybe a little bit into the weeds of things, again, you know, it's, it's not like we read it all the time in the news a that's right day. so that's why that's we right. that's why we have you to, to come on air and give us that give us that little update so being a representative sometimes if not maybe all the time is a thankless job <laughs> you know it's either you didn't do enough or you did too much <laughs> but it's also very rewarding because it at is. the end of the day you represent kansans and your are in your, in, in your in, you know in your in your area and represent them on things that impact them directly, whether they know it or not. So there is this c- service of calling that comes with it, even though right. you know you are elected, it's still a calling none- nonetheless. So, what do you like best about being representative of the 111th <clears throat> district?
2: I, I like the service, um, and I, to be honest with you, I have yet to run for an office that I haven't been asked to run for, and every time. Um, I used prayer to make those decisions. So now in the state repre- in the state house, I realize there's so many reasons God has me here. I was asked to run for state and I went back to my hotel room in Topeka and prayed and said, <clears throat> "Okay, I, first I said no." And I went back and I said, "You know, if you really want me to do this, you're going to have to t- show me that I'm supposed to do it." Well, in two very clear areas, um, I got home. My husband said, "How was your meeting?" Uh, it was for the Kansas Association of Counties, and I said, "It was good, but it was interesting." I, I need to talk to you about something. He said, "I need to talk to, about, to you about something first. You need to run for state representative." And I looked at him and I'm like, "Wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, <laughs> right away, tell me this answer." <laughs> um, uh, But what about, you know, me helping with the business and all of that? No, I've got that all figured out. Uh, So then I went to our friend Sue Boldra, who was in the state house for four years um, and then lost again to uh, the former representative. I went to her and I said, do you want your seat back? And she said, no. And I said, well, the reason I asked you to go to coffee with me is, is to see if you wanted your seat back because then I would not... I'm thinking about running for this the position. And she leaned over and grabbed my hands, and she said, Barb Wassinger, I've been praying for the last six months that you would say this to me. <laughs> and I went, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do it. So I have the unique situation of believing I'm where God wants me to be. And I think if we keep our hearts open, we, we will, we'll be able to do God's work wherever we are as long as we're listening and we're, we're, we're where we're supposed to be. So I feel very comfortable in the fact that that's and I shouldn't say comfortable I feel very assured that I'm where I'm supposed to be right now and if something else comes up that you know God doesn't want me to be there that's okay too because I I've worked I volunteered a lot before I got into public service um, parish council parish council president you know ptf all of those things um, worked in on the care council for the city of Hayes. I I was always trying to give back to a community that's given my family and my children so much, and this I believe is what God called me to do. So as long as He has a plan for me, I'll take do what He tells me to do, and it's uh, it's as simple as that. So it's every day I go to the Capitol, I go drive in, and see the Capitol, and I'm in awe. I can't believe I have a key to that building. I can't believe that I have the ability to serve the people of, of my district in that building. And if anyone is going by Topeka at night or in Topeka at night, I highly recommend driving by the Capitol because it's it's it leaves me awestruck because we are so fortunate that, you know, God created the United States, and, and we're going to continue the democracy that we believe needs to be there. So, Absolutely. It's such an honor.
1: Absolutely. No, thank you for that. No, thank you for that. Your your current service, your current duty for our country, for, for the people here, mm-hmm. um, requires a lot of leadership out of you. And it also requires a lot of humility in the sense of when you say things like, you know, the Women's Sports Act you get just stuff thrown at
0: you oh, right? Yeah. because it's right. Oh, yeah. It's
1: right against the grain of societal tendency. Like How it. has God, and particularly the ministry of his church, helped you personally get through some of the toughest moments of serving the people you've been asked
2: to oh, serve? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um think, first of all, the gift that I've been given in public service is when, when I started, my husband said, Oh, you'll be great. I'm just worried that you have such a thin skin. And uh, over these few years that I've been doing this, it's made me have a very much thicker skin. And I don't feel like I have to make everybody like me anymore. And the fact is, is that in each one of us, not everyone's going to like you. And so it's through... Saying the Rosary in the morning at Mater Day, with my fellow Catholic um, colleagues, has been huge. Um, meeting with uh, Chuck Weber, who is the Catholic Canfren- Kansas Catholic Conference liaison, uh, m- working with the people I do, I prayed for uh, to be around good Christian people. And that prayer was answered. And I have some wonderful friends in the legislature that also build me up. So they're, they're my family while I'm there. And so they keep me filled. And I have a huge group of people here in Ellis County who write me notes. It's, I can't tell you that the, when we passed a resolution when I first got to Topeka, um, decrying what New York had, had done, to end any restrictions on abortions. I got all these postcards saying how awful I was. And I was like, I don't even want to go through all these. And I got got to the bottom, and there's Eugenia Spady here in town. Shout out for Eugenia. She's been my prayer warrior forever. (laughs) It seems, you know, she just, uh, God just must give her this um, knowledge that I'm having a a rough day, because inevitably I, I get a, a note from her saying, staying strong. We're here. We love you. God loves you. We're praying for you." And so that's been huge. All the the St. Joseph's Church. Um, it's it's a home for me, and has been for a very long time. And I feel I feel protected. Not only by divine mercy being over my, my office, but also by my my church family. And so they give you the strength to continue. And when people say, thank you so much for your value, them both vote. Thank you for, for standing for us. Those are the days that you, you pull in and hang on to. And like I said, I know, good or bad, whatever happens, that's part of what God has me there for. Absolutely. So,
1: well, thank you for that. This is this has been a great interview. I know, I know for me and I know for our listening audience, very informative. And our prayers are surely go with thank you as you. you represent us. And so again, God bless you. Keep keep the faith there, and and uh, though the wave is tough these days to stand for truth. The ship is still strong in Christ. That's right. So that's right. So Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so
0: thank you for having me. And this bet. has been wonderful. No. Thanks for tuning in to this week's One Body Stewarding God's Creation Show. And thanks to all of you who support this radio network. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsberg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Ben, and 88.1 KBDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.